Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. Let me bring God's word to you really quick. You look good today. Matter of fact, look at somebody you sit next to today and say, you look good in church today. You look good. Look at the other person, your second choice. (laughs) You you look okay, you know. You just, I came with her, so I got to tell her, you know, you look good today. And (laughs) I love Christmas. I love the Christmas season. I always like to tell you where we're going before I get into today's message. So let me just give you some uh, heads up about where we're headed together as a church family. First of all, I'm glad that you're in person. Some of you maybe for the first time in a very long time, decided to join us in the room today. And everyone, hey, I'll be back in just a moment, everybody. It won't be long. I'll be there. Everybody uh, at church online today, um, I I hope that wherever you are and wherever you're joining us today, you feel the presence of God close to you in your house, around a kitchen table, in your living room, hopefully on the biggest screen possible. I know that uh, it's important that uh, you celebrate together. Um, As we uh, go into next year, I just want to give you a heads up about a couple of things. Next week, uh, we will not have in-person services here. Next week, uh, all of our services will be online. We call that Sabbath weekend. Matter of fact, that was a rhythm we were in even before uh, 2020. Uh, The last Sunday of the month we took, uh, I'm sorry, the last Sunday of the year, uh, we took as uh, a Sabbath weekend for our dream team to be able to Take some time with their family and their friends. I hope that you enjoy that. But I don't want you to miss church, so join us online next Sunday. It'll be on all streaming platforms. We'll be there at 10 a.m. I'm going to bring you a special Sabbath weekend message. Brandon and I both actually, and uh, just excited about that and to bring church into your home. Um, But this is our last in-person service of the year. One of the things I told the Lord back in March, April, May, June, July, August, is if we ever got to join together again in 2020, I would not take this for granted. Amen, everybody? I wouldn't take for granted that we get to come together in God's house, and so uh, we pre-planned next weekend, but uh, January the 3rd, we're back in person uh, right here and back online as well. And on January the 3rd, we kick off an annual season called 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. We do that every January and every August, and uh, I'm excited about that. I feel like I need it this year. Amen, everybody. I feel like I need a reset. Maybe you need a reset. Maybe we need a fresh start. And uh, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting in January really helps us make that fresh start. So uh, I'm excited about that and excited to welcome you back to in-person services that day. Now, Christmas is a unique season for a preacher. Let me just be really honest with you. Uh, preaching Christmas services is really hard um, for me. Uh, Christmas and Easter um, are really hard because it's the same story every year. <laughs> like, like I opened it up this year thinking I'd find something else, and same story, same, same. Uh, I, I remember reading it just like that last year, <laughs> and uh, and the year before that. So it it's it's an interesting season. Um, uh, because I feel the pressure to bring you a, a new message on an old story or, you know, some new revelation that I've gotten uh, about the Christmas story, but it's the Christmas story, and so I'm going to preach it to you today. 
I do think I'm going to give you a little bit something maybe you haven't thought about. And then there we are. Look at the other side of me all lit up. Look at that. It's better for pictures over there. Everyone get your cameras out. Um, uh, it's, I, hope to give you, I hope to open your eyes a little differently uh, in this Christmas season. Um, uh, usually when we open the Bible uh, in, uh, in our house around uh, Christmas time, uh, we actually around the Christmas tree, uh, our tradition is uh, we'll read the Christmas story to our children before we do gifts and all of that. We sort of refocus on what the day's all about. And you'll open your Bible to Luke 2. That's usually where you'll find the Christmas story. That's the birth. That's, that's the shepherds and wise men and all that sort of stuff. Luke 2 gives you all of that. But the, the story actually starts a chapter before in Luke 1. Luke kind of jumps right in. Luke's a doctor and he's really technical and he sort of jumps right in on let me tell you some technical stuff that happened. Matter of fact, Luke gives us a little information nobody else gives us about the birth of Jesus in Luke, the first chapter. And he starts with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and this announcement of an angel uh, to Mary. Let me pause here and tell you, I wish everything God did in my life, he made an announcement for it. Did anybody but me wish that? Like, I wish there would be an announcement that there's a problem coming up. Like, there would be, there's like, struggle ahead. I wish, I, I've been married 20, almost 21 years now. I wish there would be an announcement about a fight. Come on, somebody. I wish there would be a, hey, if you say this, dummy, it's going to open up this, and three days later, you're going to hate your life <laughs> and, and get a crick in your neck sleeping on the couch. Like, I wish there was an announcement. I wish there was an announcement about a sickness. I wish there was an announcement about a struggle. I wish, I wish 2020 had an announcement to invest in toilet paper. I wish I would have known because your brother was out there at 5 o'clock in the morning at HEB knocking over little old ladies trying to get mines, you know what I'm saying, in my toilet paper stash. We just weren't ready. And I wish there was an announcement about 2020 altogether. I wish everything that God did, he made an announcement. That doesn't always happen but he does at the birth of Christ and he goes to Mary and and he gives her the good news if you have your Bibles you can open them up to Luke 1 if not just follow along on the screen Luke 1 and 26 says in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy underline that because that's a strange way to start a story about Mary in the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth which is a small town in the south. Let me pause here and tell you, I love that God uses the south. Come on, somebody. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, that Jesus comes from the south. And, and he goes, the angel goes to Nazareth, town in Galilee, and, and Gabriel speaks to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, who's a descendant of David, by the way. The virgin's name is Mary. Interesting how Luke constantly refers to the virgin's name is Mary. Like he really wants you to know something about Mary. Just so you know she's a virgin. He appeared to a virgin. And by the way, Joseph is married to a virgin. Now, I know that they're not married. They're just engaged. But in ancient times, an engagement was tantamount to marriage. I mean, as a matter of fact, in another, uh, in Matthew, uh, the Bible talks about when the angel appears to Joseph and he gets scared and he said he thought in his mind to divorce her. Well, you can't divorce someone you're not um, married to, and so engagement was just like marriage in the old in the Old Testament, and so they're engaged, but they're almost married. And the angel said to her, to Mary, "Greetings, you who are highly 
favored, the Lord is with you. If I didn't tell you anything else today, I want you to know this, that whatever this year has held for you, the Lord is with you. That whatever it is that you're facing personally in your relationships, on your job, with your children, it doesn't really matter the scenario, God is with you. I told you that's the story, really the whole Christmas season, is that God is with us. That wherever we go, whatever we go through, it's the, it's the reason why Christians should not have been overwhelmed with anxiety in this season, because God is with us. God is with you. Verse 29, and Mary was greatly troubled at his words. <laughs> that sounds like almost every time I've ever prayed. <laughs> greatly troubled at the words of the angel and wondered, what in the world kind of greeting is this? <laughs> like, why would you start with? Here's, here's what I think she said. This is in the message uh, translation, not what I'm reading to you. But I think she kind of said like, oh, highly favored. Okay, is that code word for things about to get bumpy? You know what I mean? Like... Highly favored. Oh, okay. I get it. Uh, I've been chosen. Okay. It's about to be the worst season of my life. I'm about to go through a hard time. I've been highly favored. She thinks to herself, what kind of greeting is this? The angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You'll conceive and give birth to a son, and you'll call him Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. She knew about this. She's engaged to Joseph, who's a descendant of David. In Jewish theology, there is an eternal kingdom that David sits on that throne. And so she knows, verse 33, And he'll reign over Jacob's descendants, Israel, Hebrews, forever, and his kingdom will never end. Verse 34, Mary asked what I think everybody in 2020 is asking. Honestly, the message I want to give to you today, and it's this. How will this be? How will this work out? How's this all going to end? How's this going to come back together? How are we ever going to get out of this? How's it ever going to be back to normal? How are we ever going to get through this tough season together? How, how's this going to happen? How's this going to end, Mary asked the angel, since you've already made it clear, I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. By the way, let me pause here and look at you and tell you, that's how you're going to make it through every hard season in your life as well, is the Holy Spirit will come on you. Can I get a better amen than that? When Jesus leaves the earth, 33 years after this story, when Jesus leaves the earth, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. He said, I'm going to send another comforter who'll come in my name. You don't have to be alone. The Holy Spirit is the comforter that comforts you when you wonder how we're going to get through this. Say amen to that. He said, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you and the power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Verse 36. And even Elizabeth. Now this is where it gets interesting. It's why I picked up the story at Elizabeth's six months of pregnancy. Even Elizabeth, your cousin, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was unable to conceive is already six months pregnant. Verse 37, for nothing, underline this in your Bible, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary says, I'm the Lord's servant. 
May your word be fulfilled to me. And then the angel left. Nazareth is this small town in the hill country in the south of Judea. And not much is happening in Nazareth. The town is probably two or three hundred people at best. How many of you come from a small town? Where are all the small town people at? You can usually tell. You didn't have to raise your hands. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm from a small town in southern Arkansas. <laughs> I'm from a small town in southern Arkansas. And, and uh, my family in that town, been there for generations and generations, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents in this uh, southern Arkansas town, cotton-picking, literally cotton-picking Arkansas. And um, that's where I come from. And when you come from a small town, everybody knows your business. You know what I'm trying to say on this? Everybody knows your business, and everybody tells everybody else your business. Matter of fact, in a small town, it's not even your business. It's your business. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that kind. And Mary's in that kind of town where everybody knows my business. <laughs> and everybody knows Joseph and I grew up together. And everybody knows Joseph and I were engaged. And everybody knows this was always going to be the plan. And everybody knows that Joseph and I aren't married yet. We wouldn't, we wouldn't tarnish our reputation and Mary's in the prime of her, of her life, whether you believe uh, most historians or not, she's somewhere between 15, 16, 17, 18, or like my son says, somewhere between 40 and 80. But she's in the prime of her life. She's engaged, and you know what it means to be engaged. They're preparing their life together, and they're planning their, their, their registry at Target like this is the best. You get the little gun and you get to walk around Target. Anybody with me on this? And you get to, I wanted to do this so bad. This was the best part. I mean, besides marrying you, the best part of being engaged was I get to use this. Scott, I get to use the little gun and get, and we registered for stuff we would never use. We took back stuff just to be able to eat. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about in that first year. Mary's registering. She's got an Amazon registry, a Target registry, Bed Bath & Beyond registry. She got, you know, because that's what we do it these days. Everybody, a wish list. And she's in the prime of her life, and she's planning a wedding, and it's going to be the best. She's got filters, and they have a hashtag, hashtag Joe and Mary. <laughs> Mary to Mary, hashtag. I don't know. This is the best season. Everybody in town's excited. Everybody in her small town's excited. Her mom and daddy have been saving money for this. Joseph has been working really hard for this. They're planning their life together. Joseph's going to take over his daddy's business. His daddy was a carpenter. Joseph is going to be a carpenter in a small town. He's probably the only one. Everybody knows Joseph as the carpenter. He's the one in town. And everybody knows he's going to get the family business when he marries Mary. And it's just the best time of her life and in the middle of this best time of her life best season of her life things are going incredibly well couldn't be better prime of her life Gabriel the archangel appears there's only a few times in the bible where God would send an archangel to meet with anyone matter of fact uh, Gabriel the last time we hear about Gabriel anywhere in the bible he appears to Daniel the great prophet Daniel hundreds of years earlier centuries before he appears to Mary but God doesn't send just any angel he sends Gabriel the messenger to Mary and it's interesting because no one has heard from God listen to this for 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament there's 
what we call this, this season of silence, these 400 years of silence where God doesn't speak through a prophet, doesn't speak through a king, doesn't speak through his people, through judges, doesn't speak through anybody else, a priest. 400 years, there's no revelation. Nobody's heard from God. And the first thing God says is through an angel, Gabriel. And God is silent for four centuries. And then suddenly, Gabriel shows up in a small town to a girl in the prime of her life. Let me pause here and tell you. Write this down in your notes if you're taking notes. Today, the silence season usually precedes the miracle season. It's usually the silent season of your life that's just before the miracle season in your life. And maybe you're in church today in a silent season. You don't have a lot of answers. Not a lot of people do have answers about how this is going to go and when things are going to change and are we ever going back and can we reshape and what's really happening to the economy, to my job, to our family, maybe you feel like things have gone too far in a marriage or with your kids, and you don't know if this is ever going to bounce back, and God's not talking to you, and it's silent. In the middle of that silence, when God hasn't spoken for 400 years to humanity, Gabriel shows up to a little girl. And this is a massive interruption in Mary's life. Mary's in the prime of her life. And this angel interrupts. I mean, everything's going good. We're registering. We're planning. We're about to get married. And now you show up with this, I I got a planned life. I got my plans. I know what it's going to be. And now you show up with an interruption. And look at me. Listen to me. I hate interruptions. All my planners, where are you at right now? I got a plan and I want to work the plan. I don't want anything to change on the plan. I don't want you to, if you change the plan, you're going to do it without me. Because I don't like interruptions. I don't like things to not go the way I want them to go. I'm a bit of a control freak, whatever. I want things to go the way I want them to go. I don't like interruptions in my life. And Mary, things are going the way she wanted them to go. And now Gabriel shows up with this massive interruption with incredibly massive consequences. And he, he announces that this interruption is favor from God. Let me pause here. Look at me. The interruptions that God brings into your life They can be the biggest blessing you've ever encountered. It's all in how you view the interruption. Now listen, 2020 has had probably in our lifetime, in your lifetime, certainly in mine, the biggest interruption we've ever walked through together. And how we frame the interruption determines the blessing on the other side. How we blame the message of Christmas, the hope that I'm going to give you today, the message that God is coming to us, that God is close to us, that God is with us. You either view it as favor or I can't believe this is happening. You either view it as God is blessing me and has given me and God is with me and the Holy Spirit is comforting me and overshadowing me or it's this is the worst time I've ever walked through in my life. Life and, and, and I understand how Mary, the Bible says Mary is troubled at what he says. I understand that. Well, what do you do when you believe God has a plan but it scares you to death? What do you do when, when you can look at your life and you realize, God, I know God's at work. I'm just worried. <laughs> I know there's an end to this. I know that 2021 is going to be better, but I'm just still scared about 
2020 and what we're doing. And I, I, know, I know that God has a plan, but I just, it's, it's, this interruption looks so wild. And Mary is troubled by all of this. Listen, mainly because Gabriel shows up probably not like another angel shows up. Most of the time, actually, when, when Gabriel would show up, he would show up just like a man. Like just, I, Most likely, he just walks into Nazareth and shows up. So she's looking at a fellow that looks just like all the other dudes in town, except he has a message from God. You ever had anybody like this? Don't point any fingers. He's got a, me- he's got a message from God for her. And I'm sure she's thinking, oh, yeah, this is good. Message from God, huh? Facebook prophet, huh? You know what's going to happen. Okay, you've got all the word. Okay, tell tell me what's going to happen. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna you're you're gonna get pregnant with a child, and and he's going to be the son of the Most High God. And oh, oh, really, <laughs> really, okay. And and she's troubled by all of this, and and it's what what am I doing? And 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 I think there's this time in her life when she realizes, sort of, if I accept what you're saying. Everything changes. Like she's going to mark time in her life. I think Mary marks time from the day before Gabriel walks in and then, and then her life after Gabriel walks in. Everything was going one way and then, and then an angel came and now everything's going a different way. I, I, it sounds like the life you and I have lived for the last 12 months. Everything's headed this direction and now suddenly everything's different. And everything's changed. And this massive interruption. And What are we going to do? And how are we going to get out of this? And this is a pivot moment on which Mary's whole life would swing on the hinge of this encounter with Gabriel. And she says in verse 34, how will this be? How will this be? How will this be? After 21 years in vocational ministry together, the questions I get most often center around how. And why? How, how will we go on? How, how will this change? Uh, I remember the hardest funeral I ever had to preach so far. And in Jesus' name, it will be the hardest I'll ever have to do. We were in Austin, Texas, and working at a church. And um, this mother had uh, a baby who, there was massive complications. Anyway, long story. Short, but I'm standing at the front of a small chapel with a tiny baby and a too short casket and an eight-month-old. And the tears were not unwarranted. And the question was the same. How do we go on? How do we make it now? How, how, do, we, how do we survive this? And maybe it's not that drastic for you, but how do we survive? This was the job that I've worked 20 years in my career to get, and now in 2020, they laid me off. How do we ever come back from that? This is the business we put all of our life savings in, and I thought it was going to work out, and I don't, know how, I, don't know how, I don't know how we can survive another shutdown. How? How? This was the marriage that I knew was going to work out. This is the I do forever and till death do us part, and then they didn't keep their end of the bargain. How do I ever rebuild trust? love and how how's this going to be I think some people think you can't question God I don't know where you get that theology from this book is full of people who question God 
It's full of people who say, God, how? How do you plan to do that? God, how do you plan on turning around a year like this, a season like this, a time like this, an economy like this, politics like this, division like this, racial tension like this? How do you plan on, how do you plan on rescuing us in a life like this, a problems like this, my depression like this, my anxiety like this? How is this going to be? And Mary says, I don't understand. How's this going to happen in 2020? Is a season of questions. How do we recover? How does this work out? How's it going to happen? When will it be over? Will it ever be the same? And Mary asked the question we all ask. How is a virgin going to give birth? And how am I going to tell Joseph? And how am I going to tell my parents? And how do we show back up in Nazareth? And How will this be? And I think it's the question on everybody's lips. Maybe around the world at Christmas 2020. How will this be? How, how does this happen? And Gabriel gives this brilliant answer. Listen, they're going to come play, and, and, and I'm almost done because um, it's Christmas and I'm hungry. <laughs> That's true. Gabriel gives this brilliant answer. Listen, and this is the crux of today's message, and, and I want you to get to this. Matter of fact, I want to give you this message for the whole year. Like I've preached to you all year. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that so many of you are new to City Hills during this season. I've been amazed at the people we've been able to reach and lives that have been touched. And our family has grown in the middle of a shutdown and pandemic. To God be the glory for all of that. Amen, everybody. Yeah. But, but this, is the, this is the message I've, I've been preaching to you about all kinds of different things this year. Trying to encourage you, lift you, keep your faith. Talking about the power and the presence of God in your life and refocusing your attention on rebuilding. And there's a lot I've preached to you over the course of 2020, but this is the message I wanted to give you all year long. When Mary says, how, how, how will this happen? How do we survive this season? How do I get out of the hardest season of my life? And Gabriel gives this brilliant answer. Gabriel says, go see your cousin, Elizabeth, because she's already six months pregnant. And suddenly God issues a checkmate. You ever played chess? Checkmate is where one side of the table makes a move that the other side of the table didn't see coming and changes the course of play. Checkmate. And Mary is worried about me and mine and how and when and where and is this going to ever work out and how do I get through this and why is this happening to me and favor from God. Oh yeah, favor looks like an interruption and favor doesn't look like I thought it would and this year doesn't look like I thought it would and this Christmas doesn't look like I thought it would and our family doesn't look like I thought it would and how will this be? And Gabriel says, go see your cousin Elizabeth who is six months pregnant. A few verses before this one, the Bible talks about Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah. Zechariah is a priest to God. And Elizabeth and Zechariah are old, too old to have children. And the Bible says Elizabeth is barren. As a matter of fact, it refers to her as childless. Like that's... Like that's the moniker they put on Elizabeth. She can't have children. She, she can't have kids. And when Gabriel, listen close, when Gabriel comes to her, 
and she has all of the questions about how, the answer Gabriel gives is, go check on Elizabeth. She's pregnant. Now, this is the part I don't know, Jonathan. This is the part I don't know whether it happened this way, but I think it did. I wonder how many times Mary and Elizabeth, her cousin, had prayed and cried together for Elizabeth to have a baby. I wonder how many times Elizabeth and Mary would go to baby showers together and Elizabeth would leave broken-hearted, hurt, confused, worried, sad that she can't have a baby. And then I wonder if the first thing that goes through Mary's mind when Gabriel says, you're going to have a baby and you're a virgin is, oh my gosh, what's this going to do to Elizabeth? How do I tell my cousin who can't have a child, who wants a baby, can't have a baby, I'm a virgin and now I'm pregnant. How, how, what do I do? How do what do I say? How, what, what do you say? And I wonder, I wonder how many times they prayed together. Let's just believe that God will give us a baby. And then time goes on and now... Elizabeth and Zechariah are old. And what Mary doesn't know that Gabriel tells her is, God has already done something miraculous. And, and, then, he, and then he makes this incredible statement, and I'm almost done. Gabriel gives her the best news of the Christmas story, and it's the news I want to leave you with today on my last in-person service of 2020. Verse 37, he says, For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Look at me. Nothing is impossible with God. Go ask Elizabeth. She's six months pregnant. <laughs> you mean? I, even when Gabriel said it, I think this is interesting. Gabriel says, your, your cousin Elizabeth <laughs> because if I'm Mary I'm going to go check on all the other Liz's I know because Elizabeth sure ain't Elizabeth old girl is old you hear me <laughs> Zachariah is old mama is old you mean Elizabeth down the road you mean, you mean Elizabeth married to Bobby no your cousin Elizabeth my, co my cousin <laughs> you know you, she can't have kids oh no 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 no, she's been, she's six months pregnant. Listen to me. God has already worked out what you've been praying about. God already has an answer for the deepest hurt you've experienced this year. This Christmas message I know is unlike others I've preached to you in the past. It doesn't even come from Luke, the second chapter. You know, kids told you all about shepherds and wise men and I just want you to identify with what it's like to have questions about how. How do I move on from this divorce? I just recently read in 2020 so far, divorces are up 38% just in our nation. Six out of 10 marriages were failing prior to 2020. Now they're up almost 40%. How do I make it? Suicide's up over 100%, more than double year over year. How do I get through this depression? Funerals have been attended by less people than ever before. How do we move on when we couldn't even celebrate? We buried my grandmother in the middle of the pandemic. 
Mother's Milk. Outdoors, less than 20 people. Couldn't even invite all of her brothers and sisters. She comes from a big family because of the pandemic. How do you have Christmas without Nana? How do you heal from the deepest hurt? How do you rebound? How will this be, Mary says? How do we ever get back to normal? And the message of Gabriel is my message of you today. Go check on Elizabeth. God's already answered the prayer. Nothing is impossible. And I want you to go into this next year and out of this year believing the truth that nothing is impossible with God. When you turn on CNN and you turn on Fox News and you, and you open an app and you see devastation and war and division and tension and who and where and finger pointing and blaming and numbers rising. I'm so tired of updates. Quit giving me updates. It's bad. I know it's bad. It's getting worse. I know it's getting worse. I don't need any of that. Every time you see the news ticking up and surge... I, w- I want the surge of your heart to be, but nothing is impossible with God. When, when, when they surge all the other numbers, I want you to just surge a little hope. Oh, you mean Elizabeth is pregnant? You mean God could do that for Elizabeth? Well, if God can do that for Elizabeth, then anything is possible in my life. Then any, Of course a virgin can give birth. If Elizabeth can have a baby, I can have a baby. And anything's possible with God. And when you go into 2021, listen to me. Don't go in thinking about what I can't do. How's this going to be? When's it going to get back to normal? I don't have any answers for you except to say nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. No hurt. No hang up. No habit. No struggle. No heartache. No Christmas season without your loved ones around the table, nothing's impossible with God. And that's the Christmas message. Bow your heads and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for people who have lived an interruption year. I pray for people who are struggling with the interruption. Sounds like favor. I I hear you say it's blessing. I hear you say God chose me, but it sure doesn't feel that way. Sure feels like the worst year. Sure feels like the worst season. Sure feels like a hard time. What do we do? How is this going to be? How are you going to make something good out of all of this? God, today, with all of our questions in our hands, come on, everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. With all of our questions in our hands, God, I'm going to answer you like Mary answered Gabriel. With your head bowed and your eyes closed at church online and in the room, I want you to answer God the same way. Mary said, okay. Okay. I'm in. I'm 100% in. I'm worried. I still don't have answers, but I'm in. I don't don't know how this is going to work out. I, I still don't have all of the particulars worked out, and I'm a planner, 
But Gabriel, if, if you say Elizabeth is, I'm in. God, today, come on, let this be your prayer. I'm in. I'm here for the ride. Let it be to me as your word has said. Let, let the impossible happen in my life. Let miracles come. Let hope be restored. Let faith rise. I'm in. As a matter of fact, if you've never prayed a prayer of surrender that says, God, I'm 100%, I'm all in. If you know you're lost today, if you know you're far from God, if someone shared this with you online or you're watching this at a later time and you know that you know right where you are, that you're far from God today, you feel the presence of God in the room where you are with you, God with you, that's Christmas. But you know, I can't get to Him. The good news is He comes to you. Why don't you pray like Mary prayed? Matter of fact, why don't we all, everybody's going to pray the same prayer out loud together. Whether it's your first time, your first time in a long time, you just need to come home today, or you just need to remind yourself. Everyone can say this, Dear Jesus, I need you today. I need comfort, joy, peace, calm, hope. I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how I get out of this. I don't know how we move on. But I trust you. Come on, that's the important part. But I trust you. With my whole heart, I give you my whole life. I repent of my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. Save me today. Make me brand new. Now, you don't have to repeat this part. Just let me pray. Father, I pray for wholeness today where there's been a hole. I pray that we end 2020 better than we've lived it. With seasons of questions, months of no answers, quarter after quarter of I don't know how, and the news isn't done yet, I pray we would receive just like, just like Mary receives. I pray that my answer today would be, I'm in, 100%. Count me in. If nothing's impossible with God, then this thing that I'm dealing with is not too hard. God, I pray for faith this Christmas season to believe for the impossible, to trust in the impossible, to put our hope in the God of impossibilities, that with God all things are possible. I thank you for that. I receive the message like Mary received it. In Jesus' name, everyone shout a big amen. Come on, do better than that. Shout a good amen. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.